You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. I love Guinness. You know what else I love? I, I love my bank account. And uh, what's gotten me a big bank account is Under Starters Orders Podcast. All the tips from the guys, Deco, Andy, Chris. It's just the best podcast around. Awesome. <laughs> what a way to introduce our Chester podcast uh sent in to us from a viewer this week I'm sure declan will tell us a little bit more that was ronan wasn't it declan yeah ronan carl no relation uh or i i do know ronan a long time and i'm not sure how much he was into racing until he started listening to us it's just it's just the way that we talk about racing and how much he, he just loves it now doesn't it yeah it's just it's just how much we affect his bank account <laughs> that's the main thing isn't it i mean 22 to 1 18 to 1 and 3 to 1 winners last week. It was fantastic. And didn't you have three forecasts up? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't speak about them on here, so we won't uh, talk about them too much. But three forecasts in the one day. Anyway, it's not all about winning, is it? So let's bring in Steve. I <laughs> <laughs> had four winners last week. I think I'm you, did. <laughs> you did. Buddy. You had four winners. It was fantastic. Great, great weekend it was. Uh, we've also got a special guest coming on tonight. He'll be coming on in about 10 minutes' time. That's Richard Kingscourt, one of the men of the Rudy. Um, he'll be talking us through his uh, his rides this week at Chester. Uh, we're looking forward to the action at Chester. One of the more unique tracks in the UK and one of the best tracks to go and visit. So if you've never been to Chester, make sure you get yourself down there. It's a fantastic track. You've been, Stephen, haven't you? Oh, fantastic day out. Yeah. I love the old town. Fantastic drink. It's one of the best places in the country. Yeah, even sitting on the walls at the top. You don't even have to pay. You can just sit on, on top of the walls if you had, yeah. if you wanted to up there. It's just fantastic, though, getting inside, get, even getting in the middle of Chester. That's where the real action is. I know there's a lot of playgrounds and things with the, with the kids going on and stuff, but just even getting a decent ticket and heading over to the middle of the track is what it's all about. Reminds me a little bit of Cartmel, but Chester just has that bit more of a you know upmarket vibe about it. Fantastic. You've never been, Declan? No, it's definitely on the short list, and uh, we won't mind paying in Chris, don't worry. <laughs> well, welcome everybody, welcome to all our listeners who are out there, Richard, Reggie Williams has also put evening chaps, welcome to everybody else who's joined us, we're giving away a few of our beer mats this week to our lucky winners from the Easter Monday competition, so they'll be on the way to you guys this week. Uh, we're also going to give out a few more of those in the coming weeks, so keep your eyes peeled, we've also got a nice plaque coming in my house here, it's going to go up there. It says just the best podcast around. <laughs> oh, don't forget the winner in the snooker, snooker stay. Yeah, that's right. Ads has put. It was a great match last night, the snooker. But let's get straight into it, guys, before Richard comes involved. Uh, we're going to start with the Cheshire Oaks, which is on Tuesday. Uh, this is my best bet of the week tomorrow. Oh, sorry, on Wednesday. This is my best bet of the week here. I do. I think Dubai Fountain should be shorter for me personally. Um, I know he's he's like touching on the two to one seven to four area. 
Um, but I think he's the nap of the week. I think he's got some real class about him. And we will be hoping that... Um, I keep saying he. It's actually a she. Always do this. Uh, at least I'm not referring to it as it. Anyway, it's the Orcs, isn't it? So what am I talking about? Zayard is also in there at 11 to 4. Delectable you at 4 to 1. Uh, pair of the O'Brien runners here for uh, Donica and Aiden, uh, Nicest and Laja Cond are in there at 5 to 1 and 16 to 1. Um, where do we fancy going here, Stephen? Do you fancy one in this one? Do you like highlight Dubai Fountain? Oh. Dubai Fountain is obviously it's been a flyer on the market this week. I think it was around around three to one yesterday, but it's, uh, it's probably got the best juvenile form. I think it's fourth in the Phillies Mile. They run behind Indigo, go in the I think the Park Hill Sakes at the Ledger Meeting as well. But me personally, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be touching it seven at four. I try and look for something with a bit more progression. Like she ran seven times last season in the old true Johnson style, but. Um, um, Nice is probably an intriguing runner for me from from Donica's yard. She's out of America Pharaoh and probably love the love the bit of rain we've had. I think I've had something like twenty six mil there. I think I've read in one report. I'm not sure how truthful that is, but his mother was the uh, sorry her mother was the lunatic Chiquita. If you remember her, um, Freddie had trained her to finish second to Trev in the French Oaks. She was mental. Yeah, before she went and won the Irish Oaks, she then yeah. went to Baden's and. I don't know if any of the viewers remember, she tried to run in, uh, jump into the grandstand. I think, I'm not sure it was a long shot with Shanti, but she had a tendency to veer left. Um, she was a real character. But I'm not actually sure how she ended up. But uh, anyway, yeah, so nicest is out of her. But um, she could be anything. She's um, the ground could suit. And that's Ryan Moore's riding hers instead of Aiden's. Um, Aiden's one I'm not going to touch on. I think Andy's, Andy's given some notes for that. But. Uh, a handful of summers. I know Dex keen on, so I won't touch on that. The one I like is uh, I'm going to take a chance. There's more and more on the breeding side of things. Um, Delectable you. It's been beaten twice, second twice, but the family's just um, the family seems to improve at three. The Lloyd Webbers have had a great, like a great record with his family. I don't know if you remember. Um, was it uh, Saimi Da? Yeah. Uh, Lati Da. Two, two down hot. Two down hot was out of this. Yeah. Uh, Dare me, she up. She won a. I think she won a Yorkshire Oaks. But what basically, anyway, the family have always, whether they're trying to get some black type, I'm not sure, but the family have always seemed to have progressed at three and sort of. None of them have actually won an Oaks, but they've gone close a couple of times. I'm just. Yeah. I think a four to one. The fact John's running their ear instead of probably trying to trying to get a win on the board i think it's probably a good chance there's a lot more improvements to come so i think four to one i definitely think she's worth having a go against the favorite yeah i'm uh yeah i can't i can't have anything else other than the favorite myself personally steve i mean dubai fountain she should have won the may hill stakes at Doncaster. she was carried left uh indigo girl was running really green inside that the last few furlongs and i know that was over over a mile she really does look like the step up in trip is going to suit and they have mentioned in the past that you know she will get further in time this looks a real stepping stone she's drawn to attack in three she'll dictate the pace here i can't see anything going up with her she should yeah. dictate the pace and under franny norton who's the you know the king along with richard king scott around this this track this is exactly what you'd want to see with she Dubai. She for the trip as well, shouldn't she? But, yeah, it is for a breather. You know, she's by Tiafilo, who you, you know you would expect to have you know good stamina in 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 the in that side. Uh, Damna Fiora was wasn't you know amazing, but 
she did quite well. Uh, with going back to the Gosden thing for me personally, like enable one is when she wasn't she hadn't really done too much on the track. Yeah. was similar. Um, it's a race Gosden's target. Gertrude Bell as well was an outsider when she won this. Mm. So um, I don't think we've had an Oaks winner out of this since Light Shift in 2007. For one of my favourites, Light Swift. Light Swift. Oh, well, sorry, Enable was the last one, but before that, yeah, I think uh, Light Shift might have been the one before that. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's your fancy for this one, bud? Um, look, I, I can see why people like the top three in the market, um, but I think it's a very interesting little heat, and it's probably going to be more competitive than people are giving it credit for, or the market is giving it credit for. You know, obviously, the, the money's come for the boy Fountain today, but she was fought in the Phillies miles to Mother Earth, and Mother Earth winning the Guineas, um, that, that's understandable. You know, it, you can see why people aren't fancy. Uh, Zayada also, like, she beat Mystery Angel in October, and um, the step-up step she's, she's definitely dangerous. So, you, I think she's, de she's more dangerous to my fancy than um, the boy Fountain, although she is drawn seven. The same, like delectable you again. You know those colours where she's trained. There's improvement and um, expected, but she's too much to prove for me to be parting money with. Uh, noises just to, to. I was a big fan of Chiquita Stay, and you know she was a proper manjew. She was worried to the moon. She she was a no case. And uh, I think when she won the Irish show, she ended up on the stand side after being on the far side with about fifty yards to go. Johnny Mortar rather. But she was, she was riddled with ability. Um, it's it's great to see some more offspring on the track. But she was she was a she's a Leperstown maiden winner uh, before being fifth in the group three behind a handful of summer. Uh, the other or the other one, the, the other horse in the same colours, trained by Aiden, uh Khan. She's still a maiden, um, and she's drifted in the market, and I think she has Plenty to prove here. Uh, Andy has a different opinion than me, and I'll just read her out. Um, Lasha Khan, a Frankel, obviously, uh, a half sister to last year's Irish Derby winner, Santiago. The trip just over a mile and three, coupled with her wealth of experience, should see her go well here. The, the rain softened ground will be a real benefit to her as her isolated career best came when finishing toward enlisted company behind Fancy Lady last October at the Curry. Just like Santiago, La Jacan should appreciate this trip and the ground. I expect the minimum, a career best and odds of around 14 to 1 she represents fair each way value despite the dead 7. Like, how bad is the ground going to be? They're still good in the description and I think if they're still good in the description a handful of summers has a great chance here. Like she was second in that group three ahead of nicest. Being a Galileo, you know, there could be dangerous amounts of improvement um, for the good ground and this trip. And it's very interesting that, you know, there's nothing wrong with being drawn in six over this trip. And um, the actual <coughs> are a lot better than the expected finishes. And there's level stakes of plus 46 from stall six. So I think <laughs> I you know, I've done a little bit of homework on that. You got the um, stats. You got the stats. <laughs> you know, it it it's something funny about this trip, a mile and three, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with with six. It's one of the most profitable stalls to come from. Now I haven't gone back that far. There could be something that's one at huge odds to to skew that. But um, I look, 
if there's good in the description and stepping up to this trip, I think there could be any amount of improvement. And 18 to 1 is just too big. Thanks very much, Declan. So that's an 18 to 1 outsider for Declan. Stephen, yourself? A delectable year for Gosden and Frankie. Okay, and I'll take my chance with my nap of the festival, which is Dubai Fountain. Um, let's bring in Richard. I wonder if Richard's can hear us. Hello, Rich. Yeah, I'm here. Ah, there he is. Fresh from his double right. tonight at Wolverhampton. A good day, yeah. We'll take that. Uh, it was a very good day. Two rides, two winners. She looked a nice type in the last race, didn't she? Uh, she you know, she had a smooth run round, just learning her job. She's done everything sweet today. It was, you know... It's not easy for the second horse, you know, from drawing 11, giving us weight as well after winning first time up. Yeah. Um, so so it was handy for us. Yeah. No, it was a great ride. Great ride on Abel Tasman too. Obviously, usually misses the break, doesn't he? And uh, stayed on really yeah. well down that ride. Yeah. The extra couple of furlongs were a big help to me today. Yeah. He got me out of jail, I think. <laughs> no, it was a good ride. Coming down the centre at Wolverhampton is a big... Uh, Love, love seeing that. It's better to come down the uh, centre than the walls. He, he like he likes passing horses, and it's often how he wins his races coming down the outside. So, yeah. luckily, it worked out for us today. Fantastic, Richard. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. I mean, we've got you on because you are possibly, you know, one of the kings of of Chester. I mean, your stats speak for themselves. Um, what, what, what is the affinity with Chester? It's a track that you've always done so well with. Is it the Tom Daston team up? Or just hard work from yourself. Uh, no, it's it's definitely the Tom Dascom, you know, his own he's twenty minutes from the excuse me. He's twenty minutes away from Chester. A lot of our owners love it there and it's the goal to get horses at this meeting winning. So it's always at the back of Tom's mind, you know, what can come and run here and luckily over the years we've had a lot of success. Yeah. Uh, what's a typical? You still with? You still based with Tom, aren't you, Richard? Yeah. Um. Well, I'm still riding a lot of Tom's, but Sir Michael's letting me ride a lot of his as well. So yeah. we're just sort of mixing it up a little bit at the moment. Um, and it's working well. Yeah, I've noticed that in the last few weeks, you've been getting a lot of rides for Sir Michael. How's that come about? Uh, basically, Ryan is in Ireland a lot. Yeah. And over the past few years so michael's been kind enough to let me ride a few and had a few nice winners for him and you know i've just been able to get a bit more involved this year been riding out down in newmarket and really enjoying it and you know the, the string's running well and i've picked up a good few winners so it's working out yeah. you know really good for me what's a typical day then look for like for yourself rich is you mainly down in newmarket mostly no, so I live just south of Oxford, um, yeah. which is a bit strange seeing as my, you know, my main boss for the last 10 years has been in Chester mm. and now people in Newmarket. So I don't actually ride out for many people locally. This year I've got up to Tom's a few times and into Newmarket once or twice a week. Um, and, you know, the rest of the time is just flat out racing, really. Yeah, getting yourself around, uh, bagging the winners, and that's what you've done tonight down at Wolves. Um, I mean, what's given you the most satisfaction in your career? I'd imagine that Brown Panther's got to be up there in the Irish St. Ledger. Was that 2014? Yeah, I think, you know, the first Group 1 winner was a huge deal. Mm. 
winning on him in Dubai was cracking. But, you know, that horse, he was fabulous to me. He didn't, not just for the winning side of it, but he took me all around the world. You know, I rode him in America, Australia. You know, the Melbourne Cup is phenomenal trip. Yeah. It was, you know, one of them experiences that I may not get again. Um, and it was, you know, he took me around the world, as I say, and gave me lots of brilliant days. So, but yeah, the group, to get a group one on him was yeah, cracking. Yeah, that must have been special. I mean, I've always associated you with the speedster himself, which was catchy um, around those all-weather champion sprint series final. I mean, he was such a speedy horse, wasn't he? And that, you had a bit, a, a bit of a team up there with Dave Law, didn't you? Was he probably the fastest horse you ever sat on? Possibly, yes. I mean, I've sat on lots of, you know, lots of fast horses, but yeah. Catchy was able to go fast while turning, which a lot of horses struggle with. Mm. That's why he was so good around Chester and Lingfield. He got horses on the stretch around the bends because he just found that so comfortable when it really put the others, you know, he put the gun to their head, really, and that's how he beat them. He was so good at the gates yeah. and... He was his natural, like his natural speed. Other horses had to really push to 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 go with him, and it just broke their hearts a lot of time. I think. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was such a special horse uh, for yourself and for Dave Lowe as well. He's, he's had a few ones coming up. You've got one for him this week, haven't you? Which we'll we might touch on in a minute. I mean, you've been king of Haydock over the last few seasons. It's my local track, Haydock. I, I just have to get that because there's a standing every week. Yeah, it gets mentioned every week, Haydock. It's a standing joke now, but that's just well. What it again, is. again, it's Tom's local. He's it's a it's a lovely track, and he's happy to send good horses there. Yeah. So, you know, for the last eight nine years, every meeting I've been at Haydock, and I've had a lot of winners there. It's been it's been a good track to me. Yeah, I enjoy riding at Haydock. And Chester is like we've already mentioned is quite a specialist track. You'd what would you say to a young jockey who's going to have the first ride round the course? How do you ride it? You know, it's it's well documented that the low draw helps you around the ruder. Well, I mean, it'd be difficult to say how I'd tell a young lad to ride it because the mm. first thing I'd tell them is you got to ride safe. Yeah. Um, because it is a sort of track that can, you know, it takes all of us jockeys have to be very sensible and very aware of the other riders and. It's one of them tracks that you could easily have problems at. So um, if I was telling a young lad, the first thing I'd tell them is, you know, be sensible and get your horse balanced. Um, that's what it's all about around Chester. A bit of, uh, you need a horse that's got natural toe yeah. and one that can balance itself pretty well. And as you say, the draw is fundamental, really. You know, yeah. this week... I've got a mixed bag to be fair so far. Yeah. Got a couple of nice draws and then a couple out in the car park. So Yeah. We'll see I mean how it goes with that. Just just going forward onto your, your rides this week. I mean, you've got one tomorrow in the very first of Lily Agnes. It's for for Tom, um, Devious Angel, who looked impressive at Southwell, winning by over five lengths under Jane. Um showing a real high cruising speed. Does, do you know much about the horse? Yeah, I, I rode her first day at Newmarket where she actually ran very well for a long way, got lost coming into the dip. And then she, um, obviously, as you said, she came back out on one at Southall, showed loads of speed. Both times she's been out the gates really well. 
she has um you know a nice drawing too is per- pretty perfect for us really yeah um and yeah, she looks like one of my better chances of, yeah. of tomorrow, to be honest. So you'll be looking to get out and say, catch me if you can, basically, on her? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, yeah. you know, that's the thing with our two-year-olds. That's how Tom likes them ridden. It's how you, we aim to ride them at Chester. Mm. It makes things a little bit hard with the rain coming because it's, you know, you can't quite skip away from them as much as you, you, you'd yeah. like to on firm, but it is what it is, and as well, early in the week, we got a cutaway. So that helps yeah. horses coming off the pace a little bit. So, you know, it'd be hard for a tomorrow. It's a competitive race. Plenty of winners in it for a small field. Mm. But she's, you know, she, like you said, she's shown loads of speed and she's got a lovely attitude. You both there with a, an outstanding chance, really. Uh, you'd think, uh, hopefully, you can get a bag yourself a winner there. Uh, I mean, moving on, to, moving on to Thursday, I, I was interested in your ride for Mac, Maximel for Sir Michael Stout and the D Stakes. What about your chances on him? So Maximal is a nice horse. He was possibly unlucky at Newbury. It was a very muddling race. They went very slow, and the winner made all. He looked like he may have come come to win the race but the winner just had a bit up his sleeve so it's yeah. a really nice ride to pick up um you know with ryan riding for aiden this week i've been able mm. to get on a couple of horses hopefully Fantastic. But, um, anything in particular you're most looking forward to riding this week i know you're at ascot at the weekend aren't you as well i am um obviously we've not had declarations yet but yeah um at the moment i'm you know I've got some of my old favourites this week. The Grand Vizier, I won him at Royal Ascot a couple of years back. Yeah, he, he looks Just a nice got, chance for you. Oh, he's a, he's a dude horse. He is an outsider because obviously yeah. it's been a while since he won, but he does have a lot of ticks next to his name, really. You know, he's got some form on soft. He will stay. It's it's just an ultra-competitive race, that. But um, it'd, be, it'd be cracking to, to win it. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Well, Richard, uh, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, it's great to get your insights on, on Chester. It's uh, obviously being that specialist track and paramount, like you said, to a young jockey to make sure you ride safe around there. A lot of lot of hard luck stories that you'll probably get around Chester as well. Um, so oh, just... yeah. Sorry, Richard. Chester's one of them places. When it's going great, it's great fun, but then yeah. it could just be the worst place in the world at the same, oh, you know, yeah. on the other end of the spectrum. So it's it's great that we've got tracks like that in the UK. It's it's very different to what a lot of countries would have, and yeah. it really makes for interesting racing. Yeah, and it makes for great viewing as well. Um, so hopefully, Richard, you have a yourself a great week and bag a few winners. And you come back safe and sound, Mr. That above all else, and all the horses do as well. Thanks for joining us tonight, Richard. No bother. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Take care. And guys. take it easy, Richard. Take care. Good luck. Thanks, mate. ta Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks very much for Richard the highlighting. Yeah, he does look to have a really good chance in that first race tomorrow with um, Devious Angel. I thought she, she looked very nice first time out. I mean, we've touched up, we've done the Orcs now, boys. So shall we move on to the next one, which is the Chester Bars, which is the fourth race on the card at Chester on tomorrow. And um, where do you want to start with this, Declan? Um, we've got a really short favourite here in, um, is it the oh, Worko, sorry, the Charlie Appleby horse. Do you fancy Worko? No, I don't. Um, 
I, I think he's very short. He's and it's probably off the back of that the the trial win at Epsom, but he he won by a short head and I I just don't see it for me now. I don't know how much you know. I thought that the the Oaks was a much better race than this. Um, love to see has won twice over a mile and a half, but I'm not even sure he's beaten a, a tough winner in those races. Um, there's a couple of all weather winners, but. I I'd be always looking towards the tour farm, and I just a quick look over them earlier. I'm not sure there was a tour winner behind them in any of the races. Uh, youth spirit and fancy man, I have very similar thoughts on both. Like there's plenty of holes to pick in the tour all farm now. You know we we have more information from the weekend. I think they were fourth and fifth at Newmarket the last day. Pleasant man, um, the triple want to bring out a, a lot of improvement. I, I've landed on Sandhorst and I know he's in seven, but you know, and I know he's wearing cheek pieces for the first time tomorrow. But he is a son of Galileo, and the Gal like Galileo strike rate with three year olds is thirty percent around here. It's twenty four percent overall, and I know it's because Aiden sends a lot and he does really well here. And you know, Richard touched on on the type of course there is. It's a great course for educating horses and jockeys, and um, but. You know, we know a Galileo is going to relish this trip. He he be flying visit who was two lengths off uh, Bolshi Ballet at Leopardstown earlier on in the season. He was well beat, beaten the Craven, but as Dave points out a lot, you can forgive a horse their first run at Newmarket. Um so I am prepared to do that tomorrow. And it's it's more I just don't fancy he, he's the, the least holes I can pick are in Sandhorst. And um, with no massive opinion on the race, the draw is is a big negative. But you know, if in doubt, I'm going with you know Brian Galileo around here, and it's mm -hmm. Well, you've got you've actually got two non runners already in this, so you've taken it down to a field of six. So he's actually drawn on the outside. Oh, sorry, on this he's actually drawn five tomorrow. You, you're thinking about it. It's but, not too bad a draw, is it really? I'll tell you now. Well, stays talking. <laughs> Go on, Steve. Tell us about yours in this, buddy. Uh, to be honest with you, I was looking, I was sort of agreeing with Deck. Um, oh, I lost myself last week, Hardman. The work I won the, um, he won the Epsom trial, didn't he? Uh, Andy, Andy seemed to think he didn't act on the call set day, which could mean he's worth a bit more than the actual winning distance. Yeah. Um, but like Dex says, you want to try and find a bit of value in the race. The one I looked at early was Family Man. He was quite disapp disappointed on reappearance, but if you go back to his form last year, he beat Alan Kerr of Willie Haggis's. That one at 40 to 1 last week in the Sandown Classic trial, which obviously is a year on their back, so it may mean nothing, but it's, all, it's still, whatever way you look, it's a little boost to the form. Um, but because of his first run, I'm sort of thinking 11 2 is quite skinny about him. Uh, Law of the Sea, that was spot on. He, he's beaten nothing, it doesn't mean he can't win. It, like, Gosden has done this many times before. Like, horses that have been run or placed in derbies have uh, only been running on the sand up until this time of year. But, um, but Sanders, like you say, he was he was fifth in the sixth in the Craven, uh, would definitely forgive him that run. He's up nearly five furlongs with head with headgear. This horse could do absolutely anything tomorrow. We just, you just don't know what you're going to get. Like, 
he could underperform. He could go and win by 10 lengths and be Derby favourite after this. I don't know, but yeah, Raiden runs in this race. You've got to take notice, really. Like, if it's the Dragon A last year, beat Norway, uh, Venice beat. Venice Beach beat Wings of Wings of Desire. He went on to win the Derby. Um, U.S. Army Ranger. Does Ruler of the World won the Derby uh, after winning this in 2013. So I'm sort of coming into it looking at thinking that Worko would probably be the more bomb-proof. But the more I look at it, I think Sanders probably is the value, Chris. I'm not sure I want to bet on him, but he, he could improve his stone really for being up, up to the right trip now, you know, being a Galileo. Yeah. He, I don't know too much about it, if I'm honest. Yeah. What sort of price are we looking at on Sandhorse? Five to one at the minute. Five to one. Fancy man's actually come in for a little bit of money in the last few few hours. Yeah, he came in from eights down to five. So you can see what you're saying about that that soft ground form coming into play there because, you know, it, it probably won't have cut up too much by tomorrow. You're probably looking later on. In the week when it, if the rain continues to fall it being a little bit more testing but it does the, the forecast is looking all right over the next two days it's friday where it's looking a little bit wetter how much can they move the rail or can they move the rail at chester well they, they can move it out a little bit but especially the cutaway on the home straight like richard mentioned well, they'll have they, the cutaway tomorrow yeah. um, and then as the day goes on they do release the rail they, to come back with a little in, bit. Yeah, so. So yes, yeah, so they're getting, they're getting the fresher ground down by, by the turning track. So they will do that as the week goes on. So the ground shouldn't, uh, if you're coming wide, the ground will be a little bit more cut up as the week goes on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, yeah, you can see why it's such a specialist track, can't you? It's such a, it, it's great seeing. If you if you see a horse coming from the back at Chester that's running well, sticking in your notebooks because it's obviously <laughs> one that's probably had a really tough trip round. And if you, yeah. You know, if there's ones with, with you know, that have had traffic problems, another one, get it in your notebooks. You know, I'm not saying they're going to win next time out, but definitely going forward, ones to look out for. Um, yeah, no on the red. Uh, or just like people not farm out at tracks like this. And well, yeah. I, I, I say Aidan O'Brien has changed the thoughts on that, but like we touched last week, that Aidan will run good horses at Galway. You know, um, one of the horses we covered last week, who, who was it that ran in? Wembley ran at Roscommon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know there, there, there's nothing wrong with these tracks for, you know, they, they really do educate horses and they educate jockeys also. Um, yeah. You know, we, you can all, we, we'd all ride the good tracks. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. And like, talking about Aiden as well, he always, he does target us with good animals. We're, like, those of us who try and be a bit cynical, like, we know when he goes, when he takes horses to the Craven mean or even sometimes the Guineas mean. We sometimes say they're testers for the big boys back at home sitting watching the telly, you know. Mm. When, you, when they come to Chester, you do some that turn into classic winners. and Yeah, they're generally there to do the business. Yeah, when Kieran second, he told them about Chester and uh, he's coming here ever since. But yeah, he does. He it, It's left-handed, it's quirky. It's a really nice trial for... Look, I wouldn't knock the, the Linkfield trial on on Saturday also. And you know, it's it's downhill left handed. It's another good trial for Epsom. Yeah. Fantastic boys. No real opinion on the race for myself, but we'll move on now to the D stakes at Chester on Thursday. Uh the D stakes is headed at the top of the market by Yabir, another short prize Godolphin runner for Charlie Appleby and William Buick here. Ontario for the Ed O'Brien Yard, who's um always runs well, but he's always the bridesmaid and never the the, the, the groom. 
Is that, is that the saying? Hopefully, I've said that right. Anyway, Maximal, who we touched on with Richard, I think is a nice ride. Never the bride, Chris. Never the bride. Oh, <laughs> here comes all the spam in the chat that's going to get me. My brain must be fried from that. And then we go all the way down to the bottom there. Uh, 40 to 1 with Luther C. He's got the, the big name trainers in here. Um, where do we go with this one, Stephen? Your beer, start with that. Cheap pieces first time. Uh, yeah, I think the cheap pieces may be needed as well. I, I, I thought they went too quick a bit, saying I don't know what you, what you thought, but yeah, far too quick. You have to have a silly bet on Ellen Curry, though. But, um, mm -hmm. your beer was the eye catch was more the Godolphin overalls. Uh, uh, uh a day, yeah, they was second. It come from a different, different parish. Um, yeah. and she lost a hand, she or Colt, he lost his, yeah, he lost eye. But, um, the two that went clear that day, you'd be a lead, Alan Kerr was second. It was they were sort of two or three clear of the field, nothing got into it. I think the day I might be running later in the week, but um, Maximel had a couple of chances at two, he could be another stat improver. Obviously, yeah. Richard just said he's looking forward to the race. Um, the horse that beat that hurricane towels was it? For uh, Applebee's looks like a really good animal. I, I wouldn't discount it. I just, I just think 130, 31 is is plenty short enough for me. <sighs> I hate to be going back to Aiden again, but for me, I, I, Ontario looks looks like the one again that could could be the biggest improver. Also, yeah. again, like I'm going back to Aiden's record in the race, like Circus Maximus one is only ended up being like sort of a miler, but Rostropovich, Clifton Moa. Kingfisher probably should have won the Ascot Gold, Gold Cup back in the day. He, he won this race before. I think Not So Sleepy may have won this as well. Um, I could be wrong, and I'm sure it might have done. But, um, not so Sleepy, wow. Ontario. Yes? Yes, it has 2015. 2015, yeah. Um, but Ontario, if you go back to his second last run, he ran behind Poetic Flair. Um, he was beaten about eight lengths, but. If he's put poetic flair in this, he'd probably be a good few lengths clear of this lot, wouldn't he? But I don't know. yeah, but I suppose with a chance of improving, he's had what's he had four or five runs. Mm. Um, again, the Galileo factor at him back to um, <laughs> so 11 to four shot. It's going up again, five furlongs. I think <laughs> it, going back to similar to Sandhurst in the last race, it just, it just could improve any sort of a man. Yeah, you'll probably see the horse improving, I think, for the step of the Bred to appreciate a bit further, it looks like. Declan. Yeah, he was, um, also, the best, he was also the one that was the best runner aiders at the Craven meeting. Most of them oh. finished field. Some of them were tailed off halfway. But yeah. This boy actually was there, there to do the business. Yeah, did run well. I thought his run behind Sweet Gardenia last year at Tipperary was quite a nice run, even though he was odds on and was beaten by Sweet Gardenia. What do you think, um, Declan? Do you like the uh, Earlswood? Something you want to touch on, Earlswood? <laughs> I, I'm just reading uh, Reggie's comment there about the, you know, the Irish riders loving the Sterling, and you know, I, I do think a go to a rider, but I don't mm -hmm. think it'd be the O'Brien one. Um, I don't think Moore, I don't think it'd be Johnny Morty either. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, yeah your beers wasn't too far off, Alan Quaid. Uh, in the Sandown trial, but I didn't think much of that trial. And you know, he beat McGallan uh, in September, and I'm not sure the form is too hot. It's probably it's probably overrated, really. That form, uh, the O'Brien runner Ontario. Look again, uh, Galileo, sure to improve for the trip. You know, uh, well beat by Poetic Flair, but you know, 
that this trip's going to bring out any amount of improvement. Uh, it was two lengths off Naval Crown at Newmarket in the handicap. I'm not sure he's one of the, the better Kilmar horses. Um, Maximum looked looked like he was outstayed at Newry. Uh, he was well beaten the autumn stakes. Now, he could have been outstayed by a good horse. I think it was Hurricane Lane at Newry. You know, we'll need to see more. But Hurricane Lane could, could be a good horse. And uh, I'll be certainly watching him next time out. He could run uh, at Lingfield on Saturday against yeah. uh, that plotter of O'Brien's high definition. He'll end up in the Tommy Whittle. Well, as could a day or two, we mentioned, um, who just just in front of your beer. Yeah, like that. I, I think that could be um, a very informative race if they turn up on Saturday. Um, and I think it's a good trial. I think it's it's good education for horses heading to Epsom. Um, Fox's Tales, he's quite unexposed. Uh, he stayed on well at Newbury, and the trip again will bring out. Um, more improvement and I think he's I think he's dangerous here. He's definitely one to watch. Yeah, Earlswood is is finding his feet and he's steadily improving. Um yeah again I think this is a good race. Um there's a lot of dangers here but Luther C um who actually trying to Luther C? Henry Spiller. So he's not a raider. No. No. <laughs> All the three runs are in France though. Uh, look, he was four lengths off policy of truth, who was beaten uh he's beaten Seal away. I think he's well overpriced here. He's what what price? He's sixty-six to one. Yeah, 40, 60, 60. Um I think Lucy is well overpriced. You know, there, there's there's nothing wrong with that form. I mean you go through the form and the rest of them, like there's nothing very solid about any of them. Like Ontario's form. Is not any more solid than that, I don't think. Uh, and I just think 66 to 1 is, is way too big here. And uh, is it because the three runs? Is it because of Henry Spinners? Because the three runs are in France? Yeah, or, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, 66 to 1 is, is too big. That's a big shout, Declan. Each way price there. <laughs> we'll only be getting oh, the yeah, okay. we'll get two places here, won't we? Sorry? Only getting the two places, are we here? Yeah, but he's got to win the race. Yeah, oh, well, there we go then. <laughs> I rest my case. I rest my case, Declan. 66 to 1 winner, though. Yeah, look, it's it, it, it definitely, I think it's definitely a hotter heat than the first two races we've covered. And mm. there is arguments to be made for them, but there's also holes to be picked in for. Like, Ellswood is steadily improving, but he's won, I think he won at an um yeah, you know, there's you. You have to put your faith in a, a lot of them. It's not very, very solid. Mm. You know, even the O'Brien runner Ontario. It's it's purely because he's a Galileo. And now I know I was waxing lyrical about Galileo at the course when we were talking about the last race, but um, I just think sixty-six to one is is disrespecting this horse a little bit. You know, there's you, you can find the line of farm to, to give him a decent chance. And, you know, probably as much chance as you can find for any of the rest of them. And, and it's just too big to ignore. Thanks very much, Declan. Uh, right, let's move on. Moving on now to the D-Stakes at Chester on Thursday. Uh, D-Stakes is for this 
Hang on. No, no. Oh, sorry, almond steaks. What am I on about? Almond steaks. We've just done the D steaks. What am I on about? Almond steaks, Chester Thursday. And we see, so the stayers, we see Japan here. Um, short price, even money favourite for the O'Briens. Uh, Trusham for Alan King and Holly Doyle. Mirando for the Baldins, who do so well around Chester, the Baldin team. Um, Sonny Boy, listen for Murta and Ben Cohen. And Withhold for the Charlton. Kips, which Stephen has followed off a clip, Cliff. Um, so we may as well come to you, Stephen, first. Are you going to back Kips again? 25 to 1, I suppose I am going to back it small just as a saver, but at this race, there's probably morals in this field that owe me money than, than I care <laughs> to remember. <laughs> you go back three years, Chris, you remember Japan. I was, yeah, I backed this horse for the Derby blind for a long time, and it, it still probably goes down as his best run. I think he probably should have won the Derby, he won the international day. He won the well. He did win in Nashville. He beat he beat Crystal Ocean, didn't he? That was a false race, wasn't it? Elecam. It was all piled up in a forum. King of comedy, that other clown of an horse. Well, Broom Broom is that was uh, Anthony Van Dyke's derby, wasn't it? And he, it was, yeah. But Japan yeah. Japan come wide late, but he yeah. Been, and Broom was in that bunch finish, uh, and look, he's three three from three this season. Yeah, it was no. fifth in a dante before that. But to be honest with you, this should have been the, the path he should have took to two years ago, like going up in trip, because the <laughs> he ran on is probably the race where he'd run his best race. He then won, he won the Royal Ascot Derby, as they call it, the mile and a half race. Uh, the King Edward Seventh, I think it is. He bolted yeah. up in the end cup, but um, he then dropped to a mile and a quarter for three or four runs. Last year was a bit of a, a complete damn squib, wasn't it? He, yeah. He, and enabled the ground with a ground completely against him in the King George. He was running against some of the top, top horses. He was, right? yeah. He ran, he, ran the he, ran, he ran well in the Eclipse, didn't he, behind Enable and uh, yeah. Gayef, was it Gayef? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and, you know, two run too badly behind Magical at Leopardstown in the champion. On all form, he's probably got stone clear of this field. Um, sure. I just don't know if I want to be trusting him at 11 or 8. Um, mm. True Shame won the, the Stayers Championship at Ascot, the Champions Meeting. Um, uh, price, he's like coming out of handicap company. Mirando going back two or three years, he's a nine year old nearly now. Yeah. A really, really good soft ground, like you could trust him. But he, he had his ground last year three or four times, didn't run his race. With was a front runner, he's won the Cesarevich, won the uh, the Pittman's Derby at Newcastle, was it? Um, yeah, he's a big, big horse. He doesn't look a like he was a round Jetster, yeah. So and Sexton's another one that owes me a fortune. I used to be trained by Sir Michael Stout and owned by the Queen. Um, Keith Dalglish has got that now. But 21, it should be 40s. Um, mm. I don't know much about Sunny Boy. Listen, I'm hoping Deck will now be seeing us from the other side of the water. But Japan and all mm. names should, should actually really eat these. But um, yeah. I can't see anything beating it, Chris, really. No, I mean, me either. Me either. I think, I think, I'm, I'm looking at 11 and 8 with Paddy Power, and I think it's, I think it's a good bet. If you, uh, first time up, he might be might be the best time to catch him as well. Yeah, it wouldn't bring a it wouldn't win a walk around the circus ring at the moment. Oh no! Oh no! deck is what I'm thinking. They normally get rid of them, don't they? If that's the case. Yeah, but they've loads of them. They've loads of them. Like I, I, the horse looks very disinterested. Last year, and he kept turning up. I oh, he's right this time. He's right this time. 
You know, I'm looking at the comment there, uh, at Paddy's comment, like, so Japan, he's a bit slimmer than his brother Morgan. He's right, the horses always look fat. He, he's always looked fat. And, you know, they're trying to up and trip here. I don't think, I think the Grand National be too short for him. I, I don't even think the fence is <laughs> light him up. I, I was being a bit unfair. I think you'll be really unfair. Because when I think that's yeah. tips last year, he ran a really good race. Like, did he? Did he? You, you mentioned George, the Irish Champions right. Stakes. He was, he was poor in the Irish Champions Stakes. He was very poor. You know, with about half a mile to run, he looked like he could get into the race. Yeah, and, you know, he was, you know, he's been having a good look at Magical's arse for a while now. And he has no interest in racing. He's like that fat lad you played football with who had a great touch, but he couldn't move. That's you me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a good touch? I, I, I used, to know, call pivot. used to call me the pivot. Yeah, unless it was, you know, right in between his legs. He wasn't moving. He wasn't getting the ball, you know. This fella doesn't move anymore. He's not interested. People were looking at him hard last year saying, you know, he's hanging to the right. He's this, he's that. He just doesn't like racing. You know, he won that international. He got a taste of the good time. He's like, when am I off to stud? And they haven't put him to stud yet. And I, I don't know why. What's for the colours now, anyway? I think. Um, uh, they're, they're embarrassed to put him. They're embarrassed to put him in their own colours. <laughs> Can't be that bad, really. Uh, there was a rumour um, he'd been sold off last year, wasn't there? Um, well, somebody's bought into him, but they always keep the majority. Like. I, I just take him on tomorrow. It's, 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 he's boosting the price of everything else. Now, look, in saying that, there's not an awful lot throughout. Or like, Drew Sham won the, the Long Distance Cup at the Mud Festival, and that form is very, very hard to gauge, as, as we touched on before. Miranda's very exposed, but he does go well around here. Mm. You know, you, you could take a gamble on that, that he does go well around here. Um, we'll hold... He has to find the truth, and you know he could be a bit of value, and and the farm behind Ranch Hand is is notable, and you could try make something of that. Um, Kips, are you backing Kips? Day, just ignore I'm him. I'm not backing him because if he wins a twenty-five yeah. to one, I'm gonna want to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Sexton, you know uh, it's September two thousand nineteen since he had a flat win. I know he's won over Hordens, but that was you know north of Chris, you know. And um, that was well, where was a muscle bro or something? Johnny's uh, could be the head up. I was ahead. I was ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> throwing it in there. What about, what about Johnny Murtaugh's all stack? Tell us about him. Chris, I'm building. I stay. I'm building suspense. Come on, man. Will you let me do this? <laughs> I'm building the suspense. Uh, suspense. <laughs> he hasn't looked himself, you know, and it's hard to make a case. Which brings me to Sonny Boy. Listen. Way, you know, he has, some, <laughs> he has some nice farm behind Broom and, and Helvig Dream. The last two runs, Helvig Dream ran a good race behind Broom. That Dead farm is it's stacking up. You can follow mm. that farm. Uh, he's also got the better of Thunder Nice. The two of them ran off the same way uh, last summer in a handicap. Good in the script, the description is going to help him. I, I think that could play a, a part in this. Um, but yeah, if there is good in the description, I think he's the better here. I just think take Japan on. Like, why is he running here? Is, is this his level now? Getting him back in the winner's enclosure, maybe. Well, I don't know. He doesn't want to race. And, if, and he, if he did win, you couldn't see him in an Aspen Gold Cup, could you? He, he's, the what? 
I say, if he did, even if he did win this at mile six, you couldn't see him going up to two and a half for the Ascot Gold Cup, could you? Probably not. The, the stairs hurdle, you would probably get lapped in that. They'll just run him in the e ball. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, maybe that's what the plan is. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe, yeah. They, We've had a lot of bad luck in the knee board at Mob. Look, I've made statements about these horses before and, and look the fill, but I just they're trying this new trip to get the best out of him. The heart, if the horse doesn't want the race, you can try whatever you want. He doesn't want the race. He's not interested anymore. He's and in fairness to him, as a young horse, he had some hard races. I think he had a bad prep for that um for the derby. I don't think he went it well. Um you said he ran to the Dante's day, yeah? He ran a Danny any done anyone in group one in France, the Grand Prix de Paris. Yeah, you know, but I don't think he since he won the international, he's never been the same horse. And I don't think he likes racing. He's not into it. He's a good touch, but he won't run the channels for you. And uh no, Sonny Boy Listen is is a good bet here, I think. What sort of a price have we got? Sonny Boy Listen, you are looking at eight to one. Eleven to Paddy Power. Uh, 11, that's a good price. That's a good price. Well, there that's you go. I, I think he's a good bet here, Sonny Boy. Listen, you know, the only one I want to say is Miranda having the farm around. He likes it around here. And if you like it around a track like this, you know, it's it's worth a good few pounds. But, you know, Morton's come over here with a couple. He's, which one's keeping which company? Mm. Which <laughs> one? Which one? You know. Interesting. Right, thanks for that, boys. A big shout to my missus tonight who's allowed me to do this. <laughs> is she on camera? Is she? No, it's not a thing. It, it is my wedding anniversary tonight. Ah, Chris. So big shout Danielle, big shout to you. Just say. That's probably... Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Right, let's move Brilliant. on to Friday, Friday, guys. Friday, the last two races we're going to touch on. The first oh. one is the Huxley Stakes. Um, <laughs> Where do we go here? Where do we go here? Where is the betting for this one? Oh, I don't see any betting come through at the moment for this one. Do you guys? Yeah. Sangaria's seven to four. Oh, sorry, yes. I've got it through. It's just I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, Sangaria's seven to four here. Armory five to two. Il Arab, who's unbeaten still for the Haggis team, unlikely to maybe take its part here, not jockey up at the minute. Obviously, we don't get the decks um for another day or two now. Japan's actually in this race as well. Um, obviously, you know, it's probably not going to go here. Stormy Antarctic's interesting. Um, where do we go here, Declan? Start us off, Armory. What's Japan doing in this race? Yeah, <laughs> uh, why is he even here? It's all about Armory. I can't believe the price in Armory. It's, it's hard to nap a horse that's not declared yet, but five to two, five to two with Paddy Power. Like, he has some. Sorry, I feel a Yankee coming on. Yeah, like that's that's. I'm wondering what what's going on. Where where's the catch? Where, I, where's was the chanting, catch? I was chanting stakes in Australia, running eight leagues, wasn't he? He has, you know, excellent efforts in in Group Ones in Ireland and Australia. Fourth in the Irish Guineas. I'm wondering what the catch is. You know, has that has he one leg tied up behind him? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Struggle to talk about the rest of them. Like the rest of them, have, you can make some cases for you know, Sangarius, probably some decent farm at Route 3 level, but nothing of the, the farm that Army has. 
Like, yeah. if you're talking about how good a horse Japan is, the Armory beat him in the Irish Champion Stakes, and then you come to look at this race. Like, you, you know, what's the name of the horse? Ilarab, you know, he's unbeaten, but all handicaps, and this is a massive... It's a soft ground as well, Ilarab. But yeah, and I'm not sure how soft this is going to get, really. Uh, Bangkok, he's been running well on the all-weather, but his tall form is nowhere near the form of Armory. None of their form gets near Armory. I can't believe Armory's five to two. Just get get the get down the credit union, take out a loan. You know, <laughs> we should have just gone straight. If you had gone straight to this race, I could have just said me peace and and left and left the theories to chat amongst ourselves. Sorry, we've left it so late. Then <laughs> nah, look, Armory, I think that that's outrageous value. It, I know it's not declared, but. He is jocked up though with with Ryan on now. So oh, have whatever you want on him. Have your two nil sitter. I said about the last few weeks ago. Yeah, two nil sitter. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks very much, Steve. Missing a good game here for this. <laughs> and the anniversary. You've been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, have what you want on Armory, and and we'll call it quits. Then we'll, we'll go home. Armory, I'll join. I'll join. On I'm joining you on this one, Deck. Steve, do you like Armory? Yeah, I do really. Um, I suppose the money this week, I think St. Gary's having a freeze. Maybe it's the old Michael Stout factor. Uh, only five runs, kept in training. Um, but like Dex said, he's, he's been running against these these desert rats. But Bangkok was probably, he's probably his best ever run was, um, he was second to Japan in the in the King Edward VII, the, the race at Royal Ascot after the derby. Mm. Ever since then, he's been running against horses like Dubai Warrior, um, Forrester Dean, uh, Felix. Uh, well, Felix done all right, didn't he? Won about £2 million for finishing second in Dubai. But yeah, um, Stormy Antarctic, he's an eight year old now. He was he was favourite for the Guineas five years ago. He won the Craven. He likes it soft. He's done nothing much since. since. I think he's been running in different countries as well. Um, Ilarab. Uh, Always form last year looks impressive, but he looked to be on soft ground. He was well ahead of the handicapper. He's well worth a he's well worth a step up in this class. But um if you go back to Armory's last his last couple of runs, he's if he's if he's ninety five percent fit, you'd think he should be good enough to win this, you know. But I'd struggle to have a bet against him anyway. I, I, I like the look of St. Garris, but if you do if you did fancy him, you'd miss the boat, you wouldn't touch him at seven or four. No. Not you'd rather have Armory 11 to 4, wouldn't you? Yeah, Armory, definitely. Hugely. Well, that's a clean sweep there for Armory. So hopefully Armory is one for the, our podcast listeners and does come in. Um, let's move on to the final race that we're going to be covering now, boys, which is the Chester Cup. It's over two mile, two and a half furlongs, and it's as ever as competitive as it can be. You know, we've got loads of entries at the minute. We can't judge without the declarations who's going to take part in this uh, you probably said the cutoff point and the numbers is going to be around the 20 mark so you're going to be looking mainly for al miguar who's seen a lot of money over the last few days to be favorite for this if he gets a jockey on board graham lee's riding not so sleepy he was one run one uh very well round the rudy before um he won the, was it the d stakes we were covering before was it the vars um, back in 2015, you mentioned it, Steve. I can't remember. I think it was the Vars. 
Yeah, um, back in 2015, like I said. Uh, future investments from one well round here as well. Golden rules for John Gosden as well is also seen a bit of money over the last few days. He's more than likely to be jumped up. But with Frankie, if he can get here, he might be riding, riding the Ascot though, Frank. So maybe not. Maybe Rab have. Oh no, Rab might not be even be there, will it? He's on a bit of an extended holiday at the minute, isn't he, Rab? I'm sure he is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Declan, what do you like uh, here with this Chester Cup? Look, he's, he's probably not going to get in, but Hiroshima um, rated 87. Look, John Ryan's 36% at Chester. And Nathaniel, with four-year-olds and older, is 25%. And I didn't put an awful lot of thought into this race. I had a look at some stats. It is that it is the sort of track where stats will work. Um, you know, if you train well around here, you ride well around here, and the, the Sawyers produce horses to like it around here, they will go well. Uh, he'd probably end up in, in the play. Is he in the play? I didn't even look. I assume he is. He, I don't think he's going to get in here. Yeah, I doubt he'll get in here, no. Yeah, yeah. But look, he could be what we were to bet in the play. We were originally going to talk about the play. Uh, but if not, future investment for me, um, he likes it around here. He's unbeaten around here. Uh, Ray Beckett is 24% the last 21 days. And I, To be honest, Chris, I didn't put an awful lot of... It, it, you know, flat handicaps for me are hard at the best of times. But when you've no declarations and you've no draw around here in particular, um, I didn't want to waste too much time. You know, I'm not on your anniversary, Chris. Oh, yeah. there you go. Thanks, mate. Thanks for that. Andy's, uh, Andy's chipped in anyway. He must be get, got some signal on that little uh, walk that he's been on tonight. The Golden Rules very likely well treated. Golden Horn's offspring are taking longer to mature than one of Deck's favourite wines. <laughs> He could be very well treated. See, that's why I led into it. I knew Andy was going to talk about it. Steve, what do you fancy for this Chester Cup? Well, yeah, I was going to mention Golden Rules at the end. I'm not going to take Andy's fun of a year. Will he get in his 27 in the list? If he does get in off eight stone 12, he'd have to take serious note. But Yeah. Who was that, Steve? Sorry? Who was that, you said? Golden Rules. Yeah. Oh, Andy's, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all over not sleepy. To be honest with you, it's hard to be on keen on anything at the moment because you just don't know what's going to be and what's not. Even horses that are waiting to be in could be pulled out yet, yeah, you know. But I was looking at one of um, one of Dan Skelton's <laughs> Stepney Causeway. He's 41. Yeah. Last, the last two times he's run, he's, he's carried 12 stone in, in hurdles. And he's down to carry 8 stone 4 in. Um, Different kettle of fish sauce to you, isn't it? Carrying four stone lighter than his last run, he'd probably think he's going around on mm. in air. But um not so sleepy. He's been he's been lumping 12, 12 stone in champion hurdles. Um nine stone six Graham Lee's already on top, so he's probably gonna run. Um you've had a few front runners win this, you know. He could get out and get get out on a loose end and um he could run these ragged. But um well, so it's hard to know what else, Chris, really, until we know. Yep. Varian's got a decent record in this. I think he's won it and been placed a few times. Postilio's 29 in the list. If he don't get him with stone 11, something's wrong anyway, with the handicap system. But mm. I'm looking at not so sleepy now. Elysium Flames, uh, he was running well in triumphal trials last year. I'm not so sure what his form over the sticks was this year. I didn't really follow him too closely, but I noticed he's been quite popular in the market as well. Uh, for Mick East to be, but um, yeah, not so sleepy for me. 
Yeah, I'll take a flyer and not so sleepy as well. Amaretto Limoncello here. Nice little comment. I walked the Rudy well road blocked off from yesterday, but one of our offices overlooks. Guess who's working from Watergate Street? Well, I think that might be you, buddy. <laughs> Very nice. Get that peering out of your window. And Andrew has made it home. Can, can we get Amaretto to walk the track? Walk the give track if you want. Get a video if you want. Jump over the wall. Give us a bit of info. <laughs> If you can, that would be fantastic. <laughs> At least Andrew's made it home and we're okay with that. Right, well, that brings us to the end of that. Is there any other ones you want to cover this week? Anything that's taken your fancy anywhere else, Tech? No, guys, I haven't had a... What about Dragon Bones tomorrow? Oh, I almost forget Dragon Bones and Newton Abbey. Have we got a price on that? You've looked, Chris, obviously. Well, I've not I've not looked at, uh, <laughs> at Newton Abbey. You've a price now. Well, I have looked at Newton Abbott, but there's one horse in particular I looked at Newton Abbott about, and it wasn't yours. <laughs> Same race? No, it's a different race. I'm she's trying six, to find yours now. Six to five. Six to five. Power. Yeah, like, I think she's a good horse. Going back to that market racing bumper, that I didn't over one. Impressively, Grangy was fourth in it, I think. Mm. Uh, it was a fourth run for a long, long time, and she's done nothing wrong since, apart from didn't she run out or she unseated? She'd done something crazy. It was nothing wrong with it being, being a bit crazy. Like, you know, yeah. they're all a bit mad. <laughs> you know, I, I think she's a very, very good horse and she probably should be shorter than that tomorrow. Like, that's probably a good price, probably good value there. Oh, yeah. Anything from yeah, you for the rest of the week? Uh, I like El Astronaut. Uh, Speed Merchant. Uh, I can't think of his running Thursday or Friday, but he's in a 3.15, five furlong race. He'll take some pegging back. Uh, he'll break well. He'll grab the rail. It's just a matter of whether he stays there or not. But he's got plenty of form around here. I think he even shocked us over six last year at one point, but I'd expect yep. him to win around a course. He absolutely loves him with top weight. Jason Hart on board. Yeah. He'll ping the lids and say, catch me if you can. Yeah, well, you're probably looking at around a seven or four, two, one shot. You're lucky, but he should win. Yeah. And I do like Sandhurst, and we was talking about earlier in the, uh, in the chest yeah. of our... I look at, I think Armory is, I think we're probably all agreed that... That's yeah. Yeah. Armory, definitely. Armory, definitely. The nap is um, Dubai Fountain tomorrow in the second race. Um, but I will put, touch on one at Newton Abbott at the 2.30 tomorrow. Um, it's a class two handicap, a very nice handicap, I feel. Um, Huntsman's son runs in this race uh, for Alex Dales and Keelan Woods. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing him get back on track. He was unseated last time, and I think he's got a race like this in his nature. You know, he, he is a very talented horse on his day. He's got his good ground tomorrow. He's got a perfect trip. And I think that Huntsman's son could go closer at Newton Abbott tomorrow. Um, uh, we're looking for volunteers because none of you lads are turning up on Thursday. No, well, volunteers, uh, you've got you, you've got Warren and hopefully Carl's going to be on there with you. Happy um, day. At least I'll be just arguing with myself. Yeah, you can do. work, I could be there, yeah. see. <laughs> right, well, thanks very much for joining me, guys. Cheers, Chris. As Cheers, ever. Right, and we'll take thanks, it easy. Guys. See you later, boys. Thank you. Look, happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.